Hi, I'm Christine Burrow, and you decide if that makes sense. Hi, and welcome to the podcast where you decide if that makes sense. Karibu sana, karibu sana. If you are new here, thank you so much for deciding to join us today. If you're not new here, welcome back. And thank you so much for deciding to listen to this podcast again. Here we learn stuff. Here we talk about things that are bothering us. We talk about things that are going really well for us. We talk about anything and everything, you know. Today, I didn't even have the psych to start with my kawaii. Hi, good morning and welcome to the world, or stuff like that. Or good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I haven't forgotten what I usually say. But I didn't have that energy because mentally, I don't want to pretend I am in a good place. Given the things that are happening in our society right now, it's, it's sickening the things that are happening to women out here. I've been watching so many videos online and I know online platforms can be very, very draining sometimes, especially when there's overflow of something. And I'm sure when you listen to this, you are thinking about the Velvine story. She lost her life in the most inhumane way. And even as I talk about this right now, I had already recorded like 13 minutes of the first part or 13 minutes of what I wanted to say. But in in almost every five seconds, I'm pausing and trying to figure out how to bring this out because this is such a sensitive topic and there is so much rage inside me and so much rage in so many women about what is happening and how our young girls out here are being molested being mistreated being sexually harassed and every time a case comes up it's talked about but you know what happens in a week or two your story nobody is talking about it anymore and the people who are supposed to be very concerned our justice system has this weird way of making politicians cases so important but cases like velvines so irrelevant I, I, I really do not understand that. Somebody brought it out on Twitter and I thought that is so true. A politician will have a claim against somebody or oh, somebody you took a photo of them and it was illegal. Somebody made this remark about them. Somebody defamed them. That is going to go to court. That person is going to have action taken on them so quickly. But stuff that has to do with our youth or not even our youth because rape is not justifiable no matter the age right so i don't want to dwell on the fact that she was a young lady because i have a feeling sometimes maybe an older person who's gone through it is thinking oh so if i'm older it doesn't matter as much no 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 i don't want anyone to think that that's the case she was very very young but rape no matter the age it sucks and it it totally sucks. I just wish our justice system had a way of dealing with perpetrators haraka haraka because some of these things need to be stopped immediately. There are people out here who have filed cases against particular people and imagine it's still in court like three, four, five years later. How? How is that still in court? Three, four, five years later. You know, I just realize sometimes our government can be a joke, you know? They can totally be a joke. Anyway, I don't want you guys to think that I'm out here talking about these things just out of anger without any particular motive. But today's topic has a motive. My motive is to curb where this begins. I believe a rapist isn't born. I really don't think things like that 
or people like that are born. It's the same way I don't think a murderer is just born a murderer. In this context where we're talking about a rapist, I believe it starts in small, small things like sexual harassment. And the reason I feel so confident to talk about this is because it's happened to me so many times, but it has taken me a long time to realize that that was actually sexual harassment. I just did not see it that way because of how I've normalized particular things. Because of how I've been made to think that that is normal, that that is okay, that it's just a man being a man, it's just a boy being a boy. Because, And I'm not here on a vendetta against men. I'm just talking about it from a woman's point of view. It really asks me how so many guys are out here talking about how even they get harassed, even they get raped sometimes or sodomized or we get that and we know that but that's not what the story is about right now and i want to boil it down for you to the most understandable way i can to the way you guys will understand it's like your friend breaking their leg right now their heart they're bleeding they're crying their bone is being seen for pete's sake and then you're here telling us how even you, your hand broke a year ago. You were in so much pain. You were crying. Instead of taking them to hospital, now you're telling us about your scenario. Do you guys understand that that's what it looks like? When somebody is... We're here talking about a lady who's been totally molested. She was raped and murdered for Pete's sake. That's the story we're talking about right now. And then you want to bring out the aspect of how even you guys are molested. That's not what you're talking about right now. It's not. And you know, it takes me back to the Black Lives Matter situation. How guys at that time, not men, but the white people at that time, or white folk at that time, were saying that even their lives matter. That's not what we're talking about that time. It's not, yes, your lives matter, but you're not the ones in danger right now. So guys, yes, we also believe that you guys are sodomized, you guys are raped, you guys are hurt. We know that. We know that very well. But that is not the conversation right now. Because me, I have posted a few things on my wall on instagram on my page and people are out here telling me the weirdest things and i'm thinking by the way we're talking about a girl who was raped and killed and that is the situation why would you want to divert or to direct the conversation elsewhere are you trying to say that what happened to her doesn't matter you know we deal with things one step at a time so let's deal with this right now before we start talking about other things right sorry the mosque has started but i will really try to reduce the noise as much as i can so like i said i don't believe a rapist is born i do not believe a murderer is born in this context let me talk about a rapist i believe these are things that people do because either they've been encouraged or been made to feel that when a woman says no about something or when someone says no about something you can convince them into doing it and what am i talking about here right now i'm talking about sexual harassment so i went online and i watched a video by true color so true color yeah the app that we use to see if somebody or if, it, if you're getting a spam call or something like that they have a platform on instagram where they were talking about phone sexual harassment mobile phone sexual harassment and on their panel or rather the guys who are answering these questions was an amazing lady her name is sophia rajab she is a lawyer and she does a lot to do with sexual harassment so there was sophia rajab and our very own manjiro Njiro, our very own ben psycho our very own anto tai and our very own jules and these guys 
came together and they answered a few questions about mobile phone sexual harassment. I'm talking about mobile phone sexual harassment because we are in such a digital era where everybody is doing everything online. And very many times you get harassed sexually and you don't think it is harassment per se. Let me mention to you a few things that I got from that whole conversation. And these are things that have happened to so many of us so many times, but we look at it as, ah, it's okay, it's just guys being guys. Remember that time I talked to you about these Indian guys who ask you for censored photos and censored um, videos? I won't even say censored. They ask you for photos of your boobs. They ask you for photos of your vagina. They ask you for photos of your butt photos of and some of these guys go as far as even sending you dick pics seriously it's not a joke it has happened so many times and we even got to a point where we know that it's the indian guys i'm talking about normalizing and i have been a victim to this a victim of normalizing these things because i'm just like people out here in the internet just do so many things and yeah it's just who they are i can't really control it and yeah i can't control it but that does not mean that it's okay and among the other things that are part of phone sexual harassment or phone harassment is when somebody is constantly commenting about your body that is harassment especially if it's unsolicited especially if i have not asked for a comment or a compliment from you and the only compliment you're always telling me about is my body i like your calves i like all the things I'd be able to do to you if I was with you right now. Stuff like that. I don't want us to forget that there is consent and there is context in all of this. Remember, if you're dating somebody or this is someone you've given consent to talk about such things, then fine. But harassment is when there is no consent at all. And where the context is, I don't know you and you don't know me. So... You cannot be telling me things like that. Sophia mentioned something that is important and was mind-blowing. How very quickly... Blame the victim. How very quickly we start asking questions like, but did you tell him that he shouldn't? Oh, so it's my fault that this person is doing that. It's my fault for, and in quotes, I'm saying this in quotes, encouraging them. So when somebody tells me that they like my calves and they like this and they like that and they want to do this to me, the first question you're asking me is, but you didn't tell them to stop. Wow. So I am the one in charge of their moral ground. I am the one in charge of what they should and should not do. You you see? And weirdly enough, imagine that's in the law. That is in the law. In terms of consent, that's in the law. Somebody will ask you, did you say yes or no to it? The fact that I'm even here complaining about it means I didn't want it, you know? But that's a whole different topic. These are the forms of phone sexual harassment or phone harassment. Phone harassment would be something like someone constantly texting you and you don't want to text them and when you don't text them, they get mad or they get pissed off and they start calling you and they and you block them and there they are again calling you and texting you. So Anjiru mentioned how that happens to her and that qualifies as phone harassment. But my conversation today is on sexual harassment and how easily it gets to a point where somebody now can rape you because it's been so normalized for them that if a woman says no about something, she's just joking or you just have to convince her, especially this whole story of convincing. I know you guys know how much people out here think that when you say no, you don't really mean no, that it just takes a little bit of convincing. Now, 
before I even dive into that, I just want to mention that everything I say right here is based on my opinion, for sure, for sure. It's based on my opinion. I do not want anyone to go out there and say that this is their gospel truth. It's my opinion, but it is what I stand by and I will continue to stand by it. Back to what I was saying, normalizing stuff, normalizing stuff like people cut calling you. How many times do you walk around and you're seeing guys seated at a corner somewhere after the name is in my head guys seated at a corner somewhere and they cut call you and they do stuff like that and you're just like it's okay men are just being men you know we've normalized sexual harassment right there how many times does somebody have an unsolicited sexual conversation with you when you're talking about something and then they make it sexual maybe you say something like why well, may i don't like big things and then someone starts laughing. They're like, you're sure? Hey, you know me. I, I can change that for you. I can... You ignore that one. So right there when you ignore it, you're trying to show this person, by the way, I'm, I'm not really into what you're saying. And then you say something else and they bring back the conversation again into a sexual story. Now, we've normalized it so much where we just laugh about it. We're like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I know. And that story ends like that. That's sexual harassment. If you do not want to have that conversation with somebody... Tell it to their faces. Again, back to the context. Maybe there are people you're okay having this conversation with and there are people you're not okay having this conversation with. If you're not okay with it, lady who is listening to this, tell that person, I am not okay with you saying stuff like that. And guess what we've also normalized or something we need to normalize? People being able to say no without being made to feel that they are being oversensitive, without being made to feel that they're taking things too seriously. Yeah, I'm taking things seriously. Yeah, I'm taking things personally because it's personal because it's my life and i'm not okay with you constantly talking to me about sexual stuff all the time so we need to normalize that that it is okay for somebody to say no and it is okay for somebody to say i am not okay having this conversation with you i strongly believe that sometimes people who become rapists they just can't take no as no because we've not normalized no being no We've, normal, we've normalized no being a mild yes, just a yes with a few limits. When someone says no, it's no. When someone says no to a particular conversation, they don't want to have that conversation. When somebody says no to the way you are touching them or constantly touching, touching their hair, let me tell you another thing that really asks me, how people touch your hair and feel like it's okay. And I'm not talking about someone touching your hair and saying, oh my gosh, it looks so good. Just randomly touching your hair, randomly touching your shirt. For example, you like something written on my shirt and by chance, it's on my chest. Why are you touching it? Why? For example, you like how I've tied a knot on my shirt and by chance, it's like at my tummy area. Why are you touching it? For example, you like my jeans and you like how they make me look and you can see it from afar and you like the material, for example, from afar. I mean, you can see the material from afar and you think it looks really nice. Why are you touching me? You need consent for some of these things. But guess what we've normalized? No consent. I don't have to. We are friends. We've been working together for such a long time. We are so close. She's okay with it. I see her doing it with somebody else. So even I can do it. No, you can't. These things need consent, but we've not normalized consent being consent. We've not taken consent to be as serious as it is. And these are the things I believe that have pushed so many people to the wall, especially women. It has forced us to adapt. 
it has forced us to get into this cashel where, where we are like okay again if i tell him he'll get pissed off he may even just end up doing it he may just end up like molesting me right now so let me just pretend it's okay so that he doesn't get pissed off stuff like that can you believe that this is the life we're living nowadays you know and among the things i have told myself is stuff like catcalling needs to stop i don't know whether guys realize how annoying it is and how objectifying it is when you're constantly being whistled at where you walk past somebody let me give you an example one day sit down in one of the buses i'll give the example of kenkong because sometimes i'm waiting for my bus to fill up and i see how guys just stare at women be la shame i won't say we don't look at guys we look at guys but i'll look at you but i won't i'll try my best not to make you uncomfortable you're very attractive i can tell that with my eyes but i won't look at you the way some people look at us you guys have seen how many videos out here women have put out talking about how sometimes they even have to walk farther than where their stage is so that somebody doesn't follow them. They have to divert and use a very different direction so that someone stops following them. How sometimes they have to rush Kidogo and walk with a group of other chicks who they don't know so that if we are being looked at, we are being looked at many of us, so all these guys can't just attack all of us. But I know if I was alone, I'd be attacked. These are the things that go through our minds. Because we've normalized you guys being the way you are, and we have created excuses like, that's just who guys are. That's just how guys are, so it's okay, they can do what they want. I just have to adjust. And we are, me, I'm tired of adjusting, imagine. I'm just so tired of adjusting. But sadly, so that I take care of myself, sometimes I just have to. But let me just say I am totally tired of adjusting. Let me give you a story, two, three stories that I have gone through. Number one, once upon a time, I was in a matatu and we were with my sister outside at home. I'm sitting in a matatu and I'm wearing a vest. It was one of these really, really hot days. And those who know me, when I can, I will wear stuff that exposes my arms and... It, it really isn't a big deal for some of us, you know. So I'm seated in a mat and this was pre-COVID. So some oldish guy comes and sits next to me. So I say hi, hi, and we just keep going where we're going. So the vest I'd worn was a bit low cleavage. And the underarm is not this really high underarms that cover all the way, like, under your arm. It's the ones that go low a bit, Yeah. So I'm seated and um, I think I was listening to music or something and we're headed where we're heading. Then this guy's hand, when I think about it, it's so disgusting, honestly. His hand starts moving towards my underarm and I'm thinking, okay, maybe there's not enough space so he's getting uncomfortable. So I move to the side. After a few seconds, he moves again toward my side and I keep feeling his hand next to me in a very uncomfortable way in a way that's like literally touching my side boob that's what he was doing and you know at first i thought okay maybe me space hannah maybe he's he's trying to move his hand and i'm cramping up space because i know i can do that sometimes so i literally moved but still his hand kept coming and to my underarm and he was also wearing a shirt so some part of his skin was exposed by his shirt so now I'm feeling somebody's skin on my side boob and I'm thinking, what what the hell? So I literally nudged him and pushed him 
Zileza, you can't do that. And I told him, stop doing that. So he listened. And he, you know what's even worse? He smiled. He literally smiled. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what the literal, what? <clears throat> I was so pissed off. That time the mat is full, so I can't really switch seats. My sister is seated a bit far from me, so I can't tell him to switch seats with her. I highly even doubt he would have done it. But I was just so disgusted. I got, when, when we got off the matatu, I think I talked about it from the time we dropped off from the stage all the way home. I was so pissed off. You know how you feel so violated because you're thinking, you're touching me without consent. What What is wrong, you know? That's story number one. After that, I vowed to myself, whenever I'm sitting in a matatu, there's going to be distance between me and the person next to me. And I promise you, even before COVID, that was how I operated. Unless I know you, unless we are friends, unless we are dating, I am not sitting skin to skin with you. Never. That literally shook me. I do not know if I've told this story to somebody else. I'm, I don't know. I think I just told my sister. I was... And that's the saddest part. I ended up feeling bad and there's nothing wrong I'd done. He's the one who was in the wrong, but I could not do anything. Another scenario, recently when I went home, actually last weekend, so they needed somebody to go and sit at the front because space at the back had issued. And there was another guy at the front. So I told this conductor, Kunam to Apombele, so we can't sit both of us. I mean, COVID protocols and blah, blah, blah. He was like, no, this guy's about to shuka. So, and I think he was also like a subconductor or something. He was moving on to the next stage so that he takes my tattoos on that side. So I was like, okay, fine. So I sit and near social distancing and everything. But the conversation as I was moving to the front was so weird. And I actually told my sister after that. Luckily, I'm usually with Tamara all this time. So this first guy the conductor at the back who's telling me to go in front says to this other guy in kikuyu how he's bringing for him malisafi mali not, not malisafi he said malinzuri those were his words he's bringing for him malinzuri so i literally ignored it because i was thinking i am not about to start fighting with people right now so i go and i sit at the front and sure enough when i sit at the front this guy literally looks at me from head to toe from head to toe, it was very uncomfortable. And I could smell a bit of alcohol on him. To me, even being drunk does not give you an excuse to do anything to me, you know. But I just totally ignored it and I told myself I am about to get home, so it's fine. So I sit. And then this guy starts telling the other guy at the back. So we are moving. He's telling the guy at the back as we are moving. How? Eh, enyewe ni malinzuri. Na amshua malinzuri ikonamtu. Talk about being objectified wow so all you're seeing in me is how i belong to another man it's not about how i am probably a girl in school studying it's not about how i am a basic human being it's about how i belong to somebody else how he mali miamtu and that's what i'm telling you guys sexual harassment is so on our faces sometimes but as women we have to ignore it and sadly, these are the people who see like it's okay to talk about women like that. It's okay to objectify them as much as you want. And these are the people who end up being perpetrators to the murder and rape of someone like Velvin because you are just an object to them. And I really hope the guys who are listening to this choose not to become this kind of people, these people who just see women as objects.
Because the only way somebody could have done something like that to Velvin is if he didn't see her as a person. He or they, the case is still in court, I believe. There's still a lot, either in court or still in, in investigation, all of that. But whatever it is, clearly these are not people or this is not somebody who saw her as a person. This is someone who saw her as an object. Because of small, small things that society has made okay for men to do to women. We are like goods that are just transacted. That's basically it. My third and final story is something that happened last week on Thursday. Was it Thursday or Wednesday? I think it was on Thursday. Yeah, it was on Thursday because it couldn't have been Friday. It was on Thursday. So where I live, I can take a shortcut to a particular direction that's usually much safer sometimes. But when it's past eight, I have to go all the way around. So it was past eight and I'm coming. I'm in a hurry. Now, usually on this path, there are very many men and women. But for some reason, the men were so much more this particular time. And at night, that's what happens. The guys become way more. So I know some of these people, not knowing them in terms of having conversations, just they see me a lot around there. So this time I wore my earphones. And let me tell you another thing, if there's a guy listening to this. Sometimes we're now earphones on purpose to ignore catcalls, to ignore any way a guy is trying to make an advance on you, an advance that you really don't want. It's on purpose. I'm sure if you look at the number of people who have earphones in town or around estates, it's women. Because it at least gives us the excuse to say, I didn't hear you. Because again, when you pretend you don't hear somebody and you and you don't have your earphones, they get pissed off. And I don't know, I feel so bad even mentioning how we've learned to adjust to the way guys treat us, you know. So I'm passing and I'm on my earphones, but I could still hear the cat calling, I could still hear. And trust me, at this time, I didn't even think I was worth looking at <laughs> at this point because I'm in such a hurry. My hair is so blown up by the wind. I'm just thinking, you know what? And then the way I was dressed, I really didn't think it was provocative. But let me tell you, when men decide to look at you and to decide and just decide to look at you in a particular way, no matter what you wear, you are constantly going to be catcalled. So that happened. And I passed. I passed and I was coming closer and closer to the gate and then some car passes. And this guy lowers his window as he's driving and he's like, hi, sister. So me, I don't like ignoring people because hey, the next thing you're gonna grab me and put you put me in your car imagine these are the things we're thinking about it totally sucks wa? so i just say hi and i pass he starts driving very slowly next to me and i'm thinking this cannot be happening i can see my gate lord i just need to get to my gate at this point so he passes me again and goes ahead and then stops and he's like are you going me, I'm thinking going where, but I didn't say anything. So I just shook my head and I shook my head so hard in case he got it wrong, in case he saw like I'm nodding instead of shaking. So I shook my head and I literally almost ran to the gate. Then when I get to the gate, the gate is locked, but that's beef for me and the guard downstairs. But I got to the gate and they disappeared. You have no idea and I really doubt a guy would understand 
how panicked I was at that moment. How I was telling myself I really need to stop doing these night things because it is not worth my life. Now, as I'm saying these stories, can you believe there's probably somebody somewhere thinking she's just asking for attention. She just wants people to know how she's cut called a lot. She just wants people to know how, oh, she's a victim to these things. And do you know that's another thing we have learned to normalize? And I don't know who taught us how to do that. That when somebody speaks up about how they have been violated, they're looking for attention. We're not looking for attention. We're trying to drive an agenda. And I really like how so many women have come out and spoken about it. Because like I said in the first story, many times you do not say these things because in your heart, you feel like you did something wrong. You ask yourself questions like, am I was dressed in a particular way? Am I there catcalling me because I near my jeans are too tight? Am I there looking at me like that because my cleavage is all exposed? Am I constantly blaming yourself and you're the victim and that's what happens we blame the victims so much that they start believing it's their fault do you know that is why stuff like my dress my choice came up because victims have been blamed so much that they've believed it's their fault and we are trying to learn to unlearn that I will get into the My Dress, My Choice conversation one of these fine days, but I just hope these stories make you understand that it is so real, the things that happen. Now you know somebody who it's happened to. And as a guy, if you're listening to this, and as a lady, if it's probably never happened to you, ask your friends, have that conversation with them, and listen to the stories of what happens to chicks out here. Sexual harassment is so real and it's real in ways you would never imagine, even in restaurants. There's a way particular waiters treat you and you're thinking, is it because I'm a chick? Why are you looking at me like that? You're waiting for the bill, but your eyes are way down my cleavage and I'm thinking, why are you doing that? It's not okay, you know, but you wait till you tell them to stop. They start saying, I wanna join a rainbow sana wanna. Then why are you looking like that? Then why are you blaming the victim? Yet you know very well you're the one who did something wrong. Another thing I want to mention, I don't want you guys to think that I'm just here ranting and ranting and ranting. I want you guys to also know as women, there are things you should do. There are things you can do to try and stop sexual harassment. The first one I'm sure you have realized and is very evident, say no to things you're not comfortable with. Do not think of whether this person will think you're being a crybaby or you're being oversensitive. You are not being oversensitive. And yes, take it personally because it is personal. If someone is saying stuff or doing stuff that is not comfortable with you, talk about it. Say it. Because this is how rapists are encouraged when we keep quiet. When you're just like, no. He's touching me inappropriately, but if I don't tell him, he'll feel bad. Oh, I should just maybe save his ego a little bit. Or if I tell other people, he's going to have such a ruined future. His people are going to still thinking badly about him just because of me. Yes, people should think badly about him because he did something wrong. It's not because of you. It's because he did something wrong. Remember, your body is your body. Your mind is your mind. You decide how far somebody can go. And if you can talk about it and tell somebody not to do particular things, do it. Another thing we need to be able to do, learn to say no even to your friends. Even to your friends. Even to those friends, those people who think it is okay to constantly touch you, hold your waist, hold your hands, hold... There are people who are like that and they are your friends. 
so they think it's okay. If you're not comfortable with somebody doing that, even if it's your friend, just, just because they're your friend does not mean they have a free pass to your body. They have a free pass to comment about who you are and how you are, even your friends. Another thing we need to unlearn that even with friends, there are boundaries. Just because you're my friend does not mean you can just lift me up and do whatever you want with me. It's not okay. It's really not okay. Lastly, do not be polite about it. Do not try to sanitize those words, sweetheart. Do not. If somebody is doing something and you're not comfortable with it, tell it to them as it is. I don't like the fact that you're touching me. Stop. Period. Not, um, could you please not do that? What do you mean, could you please? Stop. I'm not okay with you doing that. Period. You know? Remember, this rapist, this guy who did whatever he did to Velvin, probably had a friend who was okay with him doing particular things to her, probably. Probably had friends who did not stop him, so he felt like there's nothing like being told no. Or probably had one person tell him no, and he was so pissed off about it, he needed to do it or to molest somebody to make him feel good about it because he's not used to being told no. And you know what, says We are the ones to tell people no. If you're not okay with how somebody is treating you, tell them no. And do not, um, I really want to emphasize on the fact that you should not be polite about it because being polite makes them feel like they have the chance to convince you that maybe I can't touch you. Maybe maybe you just need to wait for me to touch you so that you feel good. And ugh, it's so sickening, you know. There's so many things we need to talk about. And on the next episode, I'm ha- I hope we have the chance to talk about how there are also limits even in relationships. There are ways somebody can be coming on to you so fast and you're not comfortable with it. So I know today's topic has been really difficult. And... I don't know, even as I say things right now, I've really tried to compose myself and to try and bring it out in a way that doesn't sound too angry. Forgive me if the anger came out and you feel like I'm shouting at you. <laughs> and if it feels like I am attacking every man, we know very well that it's not every man. But when we're in situations where we are feeling so objectified, we don't have the chance to start thinking it's not every man. It could be you. It could really be you. I saw this thread on Twitter and also it was a trend on Instagram how sometimes when you're walking outside at night, I don't know you're a good guy. The fact that you're a guy scares the crap out of me. Just the fact that you're male. So there are so many things, especially on sexual harassment, that we need to uncover and we need to talk about because it's getting to a point where every day you're asking yourself, what if it's me? What if this person I am trying to date or this person I like so much is Kumbe under some influence over there and he's, he just has horrible intentions toward me. So I'll just close it right there. If there's anything or anyone out there who wants to talk about something and really wants it addressed please dm me at christine Burrow on instagram or on facebook at christine Burrow. i will not promise you i'll see facebook posts so please do it on instagram i will definitely see your dm because it's gotten to a point where even me i'm tired i'm tired of getting into a matatu and <laughs> you know that days i'm so ready 
to see somebody spanking me because the way you're looking at me is it's so suggestive you know people nowadays don't have limits anyway i will end this there i hope you guys have learned a lot i hope women out here realize that we can do something about it and i hope guys out here realize that they can do something about it sometimes a woman is too scared to say something if you see she is not okay like your friend is not okay with how another friend is touching her talk to this other friend if you're trying to save his ego tell him on the side by the way i don't think she's okay with this and this but at least he knows you know because rapists i believe are encouraged by someone at some point it's either their boys told them ah it's okay and akata say but she's just playing hard to get there is another story this whole thing <laughs> let me not get into it right now so thank you so much for listening i know today's topic has been a bit harsh has been a bit hard but it needed to be said and it had to be said the way it has been said have a lovely lovely week and we really really hope that Velvin's story doesn't happen to someone else